I'm Melissa Bonzak, author of the June Nash Misadventure series. And when I'm not writing, I'm reading. I started this show to rave about new discoveries, chat with indie and small publishing house authors, and share from my works in progress. This is Books Cubed, interviews, raves, and reads. Good adventures, everybody, and welcome to episode 21 of Books Cubed. Today, it is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day if you celebrate, and uh, we'll ignore it if you don't. I have Kiki Meyer, who is a historical romance writer, and her daughter, Carrie Peck, on the show today. And Carrie's been on twice, and her mom is a lot of fun. I was next to her at a book signing, and uh, oh, her table is just so crowded with people all day long, and I sat over at my table all by my lonesome. So uh, let's get right to the show. I think you will enjoy it, and I will see you afterwards. Welcome, everybody. Today, I have got Carrie Pack, who has been on twice, along with her mother, who is also an author. Her name is Kiki Meyer, and she writes historical romance. Welcome, Kiki. Thank you. <laughs> how, how are you doing today? It's Valentine's Day, so I thought it was very appropriate that we talk romance on Valentine's Day. And we're both wearing black because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get that. I'm wearing my Coca-Cola shirt, so I'm oh, having- we're drinking Coke, so we're okay. Got yeah, good. Romance with soda. So yes. <laughs> um, now you write historical romance. So do you have something that you can read real quick to to so that the listeners have an idea well how you, what you write about? Yeah. I'm gonna read from my very first one just because she was more of a comedian. This is the first book. Oh, okay, great. Well, go ahead and say the title too. This is read from the Cavalryman, Cavalryman's Male Art or Bride. Okay. okay. And this is into it just a little bit. But at dinner, Dorothy announced that she had something she wished to share while everyone was here. Ophelia smiled at her knowingly and gave her a nod of encouragement. What is it, Dorothy? asked her mother. I'm getting married. Silence. Her mother was the first to break it. What exactly does that mean? It means I'm getting married. Why would you do that? Because a man has asked me. Haven't you been happy here? Sarah, let her tell us about it, please, interjected her father. Go on, Dorothy, what's his name? By this time, everyone had stopped eating and was staring at Dorothy. It felt as if she had imagined it as if she were a performer on the stage. Lieutenant Samuel M. Walker, she replied with a dry mouth. How did you meet him? Sarah asked. Dorothy saw alarm on her face and disbelief hung in her mother's words. Dorothy willed herself to not feel hurt. She was very, barely able to speak by now, so she took a big drink of water, delaying the answer, and said, through a mail order bride service. A what? said several voices together. Now she had done it. It was out there, and she wouldn't be taking it back. It's a service that connects men and women who are looking for mates, she said, twisting it a little, hoping it eased everyone into the idea just a bit more. Ophelia attempted to save her. I've heard of it, and I've seen the advertisements services have placed in newspapers. It's the latest thing. I've heard of it, too, said Jason. It's quite a reputable business model. Dorothy shot him a wide-eyed look, astounded that he was helping. She saw Ophelia glance his way wide-eyed at another well-founded reason to love him. Jason just sat there smiling at everyone at the table. Dorothy smiled then too. It, it is, 
and I have all the gentleman's credentials and everything. He's a unionist and fought in the war. He graduated from West Point. He's well-to-do and will pay for everything involved with the trip to the Montana Territory for me and Jake. The Montana Territory, said both the mother and father. Yes, Missoula Mills, Montana. Jake, too, asked her mother. Of course, Jake, too. Isn't the Montana Territory one of the places where they found gold a few years back, asked Uncle John. It was likely his attempt at injecting a calmer tone. It is at Hell's Gate. It's where the lumber and flour mills are located, and it's where the town used to be. It's been moved a few miles south of there. Samuel is there because he was hired as a commissionaire by some of the investors involved. What's a commissionaire, asked Jason. It's like a security guard, and not just anyone can get such jobs. Only the most reliable and reputable men. That speaks to the man Samuel is, said Dorothy to the entire group. She began to clear the table mindlessly, hoping the distraction would cause the conversation to stop right there, but it didn't. When is the date, asked Aunt Mary. Well, it'll either be in a few weeks or we'll have to wait until next spring. The travel is risky at best, but impossible in the winter, responded Dorothy. With that, her mother excused herself and left the table. Dorothy was certain she was crying. She turned to see about her when Aunt Mary said, let me talk to her, my dear. I know her pain. Give her some time. She'll come around. She's your mother. She loves you. Dorothy nodded. With that, Aunt Mary also left the table. The men seemed stunned, and she knew it was because her mother was not in charge right now. Unsure of what to do without her, they slowly stood and drifted off to smoke on the porch. Jake remained unfazed in his little chair, still eating the piece of cake in front of him. Well, Ophelia, I think that went pretty well, don't you? said Dorothy as she turned to face her. Ophelia looked as if she were about to explode. Their eyes met and they dissolved into barely stifled laughter for quite some time. Then they finished cleaning and tidying the kitchen. Nice. Nice. So the time period is post-Civil War? Yes, this one particularly is right smack dab in the middle and it is about a, because, well, when Carrie first introduced me or asked me to write in the series, I was going to write erotic uh, romance in the historical period. And as I proceeded, I learned I could, I just couldn't pull in the erotica. So I, I succumbed to the, I, that's okay. I like what I wrote. Yeah. And yeah, and I was writing writing about what kind of women would use a mail order service. And at that time, what was going on for these women that they felt that was the solution to whatever their problem was. You know, it just kind of astounded me. And it isn't much different than today when you use perhaps a dating service, except these women really had a lot against them. Oh, they, yeah, uh, yeah. And you, you, yeah. that, that's the 1800s version of, um, you know, uh, eHarmony and, and those other places like that. Uh, very much so. Very much so. So you're writing with your daughter in this series. So Carrie, we know Carrie from um, past, te past tense, present tense, present tense. Ah, I'm terrible with names. Present tense, which is a really good book, guys. I'll have a link in the show note. And uh, so whose idea was it to write together in a series? Because I mean, you, you don't wake up one day and say, gee, I think I'd like to write erotica with my mother, you know? <laughs> Well, and, and what's funny is, is we didn't really actually ask specifically for erotic, we just asked for romance. And I think that that's a common misconception that people have, that it has to have sex in it. And, and we were like, no, we're, we're kind of actually aiming for sweeter, you know, closed door or even fade to black kind of things. And 
um, actually wasn't even totally my idea. Um, we write with a third author, um, but really, mom has kind of taken over the series. We, we, we both went on to do other things and she's continued to write in the series, but um, we actually initially, um, uh, Jane Fairchild and I, writing under the pen name Cecilia Walker, wrote the first book together. And then she and I each wrote a book in the series. But what's nice is, is that these are books that you can, you don't have to read them in order because they all basically, the only commonality between all of them is that they use the same mail order bride service. So you're introduced to the character of Miss Pinkerton who runs the boarding house and mail order bride service in St. Louis. And they go through there on their way out west. And so she appears in all of the novels. And so the first one is a tiny little novella. Um, it's on um, uh, Kindle Unlimited. And um, it, um, it basically just introduces how she became the matron of a mail order bride service. And that was kind of accidental on her part. So, okay. so she's the one that runs it then and all the other books. So we see that mm -hmm. same character. Okay. I mean, very, very minor. She usually just pops up in the first third of the book, sets up the match, and then sends the girls on their way. And, and mom's books all involve, um, like the one she's just reading from, uh, the, the male order bride, and that one is a widow with a small child. Um, in the second one, it's a young woman who actually marries a widower. And then the third one, it's a young girl at the start of the book. She's 15 and doesn't get married until later, but you meet her when she's first 15. Yeah, it's a nice cover. It looked like you might have a um, a large print version of that one also. Um, I don't remember if we had the large print. I might have put the option on there when I uploaded it. I handle all of her technical stuff for her, so <laughs> I'll have to look. But Yeah, I was thinking I saw it as, um, as a larger size, and I thought that's really a good idea because more and more people now are buying large print. I'm just having my book, my book, the second one's almost due to come out, but I've, I'm having my book done as a large print also, so I'm hoping that um, more people can find it. But uh, <laughs> this is great. So it's historical. So do you have a background? I was thinking that you had a background, Kiki, with, with history. That you well, studied history I, well, or taught? Well, years ago, no, years ago, I developed an interest in George Custer. And uh, I don't know why or how. I simply picked up a book of uh, one of the original ones that he and his wife, or that his wife actually wrote, uh, Tenting on the Plains, and it just grew from there. And, and then it was really more about the fight in the battlefield and that entire era. And then of course he fought and was a major uh, player in uh, Civil War. So I, I then, that, that's the time period that I've enjoyed. Don't know why, don't know. Um, and, and then I have to be very careful because I try not to write in details that I could get uh, messed up with because I'm not a deep historian. I don't, I don't try to portray it that I do. I just set it there and try to solve problems in that time period. Yeah. When you, when you sit down to write, do you have a, <clears throat> do you then research the area that you're writing first or do you just dive into an idea of a story and then just research as you go kind of thing? Mostly I dive in. In my first book, The Cavalryman, Mail Order Bride, I wanted to write of my hometown, chickened out, and moved to a different town about 90 miles away, somewhat, called Sedalia. And uh, I didn't know much about Sedalia, so when I spoke of streets, I looked them up. 
uh, I uh, kept the downtown uh, along a map that I found of Sedalia in that time period. But it was very much along the way. As I needed to find information, um, instead of using references today, I tried to go back and find real references, talk about a few other towns and things like that. Well, the, the audience probably knows, you know, sometimes you, the audience knows more than the writer themselves and they'll come to you and say, hey, you messed up about this, you messed up about that. So yeah, so it's probably a good idea, but if you don't dive too much into the historical aspects of it, you're probably pretty safe if you know the basics about, about the time period. So do you, writing romance, now it's just, it's sweet romance, right? So it's, it's yeah. So do you worry about people knowing that you write this? Do you, did you think about writing under a pen name or, or are you okay with people knowing what you're doing? Well, I, I have to say, oh, I wasn't worried. Yes, I was. Or I would never have used the pseudonym of uh, Kiki Meyer. That is not my real name. That's just my pen name. Although it's derived from real names that have been used uh, for me. So, um, but yeah, because I was going into it thinking, you know, oh my God, how am I going to write like that? You know, thinking of the erotic part of it. I thought, well, maybe it'd be safer to use a pseudonym. Now I love the name. So, so it's a great name. Yeah, there you go. It's a great name. Uh, yeah. There's a, a person with that exact name here in the same area I live in. So, And that's their actual name. Yeah, it's their actual name. <laughs> oh, that... <laughs> oh, wow. Excuse me. So you've got three books out, right? Yes. You, do you have another one coming out soon? Yeah, pretty close, I hope. I'm about to wrap it up. Yeah, I haven't settled on the title yet, but I have another one coming out. How long does it take? It takes me forever. My, my first book published two years ago today. And I had really figured that I would have the rest of the series. There's three books to start before I decide if anybody, you know, wants to hear more. I thought for sure the other two would be out by now. And I'm only halfway through the second book. So how long does it take you to do a book? Well, I'm not real fast either. I uh, have only done about one a year. My first two came very fast. Um, but well, this is what I'm going to claim. I claim that I'm working very hard at improving my writing skills. And so it's taking longer. So it's about one a year. Do you go out to write or do you hang around the house? I can't write uh, at home. Oh, I hang around the house. My husband works nights. So I turn down the TV. Sometimes I don't even do that. Sit in my chair with my cats and surrounded by all the things I need. You know, there's my pens and my pencils and my notes and my yeah, don't even do it at a desk. <laughs> and if you need cats, you can go to Carrie's, so. <laughs> yeah, or that, yeah. Yeah, Carrie has all these great cats. So uh, for me, if I, when I'm, I'm on a deadline, so I go and I work for a few hours, I come home, walk the dog, go back and work for a few hours, and I'm absolutely exhausted. And if I write for too many hours in a day, I have to take the next day off. Does writing... Does when you're working on a book, does it keep you going? Does it keep you energized? Or do you find yourself exhausted from the process? Well, actually, I think it energizes me. I, I have difficulty writing large stretches of time. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, I just discovered that I can do about 300 words a day without any sweat whatsoever. But it doesn't matter. If I do 300 words, 1,000 words, 2,000 words, doesn't matter. 
any event for writing and I'm really energized. I feel alive. I feel, I feel confident. I feel a, a part of something. I find myself thinking about these characters all throughout the day, almost like worrying about them. Oh, you said to me yesterday, she was going on about Frank and somebody playing whist. And I go, what are you talking about? When did you take up whist? And she was talking about her book. But I was like, <laughs> I was only sort of half listening and, and she's going on about it. And I'm like, I didn't know you played whist. What the hell is whist? You know, <laughs> I did research what whist was though before I threw it in my book. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's easy to, uh, you spend so much time with these characters, it's easy to think of them as real people and to have conversations with them and to just, like you did, just start talking about things that they're doing. And then, yeah, your family members look at you like you're nuts. What? What the heck? Yeah, yeah. yeah my, I, my daughter, out, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think she was nuts, but it was very confusing because I don't know anyone named Frank. <laughs> she does. I don't. <laughs> so you write one book a year. Do you, do you find yourself ever getting started on something and then you get so far and you say, that's it, throw it in a drawer and move along? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have one that after I finished The Irish Mail Order Bride, I was ready. I even ordered the things that I would give away in book conventions to go with it before I had gotten very far. And I ended up getting dead in the water. And what it was about was to tell the story of uh, Black Shawl, uh, an Oglala woman who married Crazy Horse. And of course, he had another wife uh, at that time too um, in their marriage. And, and I, you know, that, that fascinated me. I wanted to tell that story. And boy, I ran smack dab into needing a ton more of research and to understand. And I, I, I'm not Native American and I didn't want to do just, uh, just, just, well, that wouldn't be a word, but I wanted to do justice to the life. And uh, I learned real fast, boy, but I still want to revisit that. But that one will take me a while. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just keep revisiting it. Maybe, mm -hmm. um, maybe you can get back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Conventions. Uh, Kitty had a Kitty. Kiki had a table next to me uh, at a, at a show and I couldn't see the room because of all the people gathered around her table. And so it was, it's like, hello, I'm over here too. No, people would go around my table to get to hers. So oh. it that's funny. Well, you know what I say it was? It was because of the great uh, artwork Carrie did for me in the Irish. I think, I get a lot of yeah, that's a great, that's a really good cover. And there were a lot of people picking up that book mm -hmm. a lot. And that for that convention, for that signing, there was a lot of romance readers there. So you were definitely in the right spot. Yeah. And, you know, I, I wasn't. I had, um, it's satire and and it just it it just didn't sell well. And then there were snakes on the cover, so that freaked people out. I had I had two girls walk ten feet around my table. Oh my god, snakes! Oh my god! It's like oh, give me a break. It's like it's a, like a cartoon snake. It's not yeah. even a real snake. Yeah. Ah, geez. So yeah, so I, the cover's redone, so uh, it'll be out soon, and it's I'm got excited. a. I'm excited for your new cover. Yeah. I'm I'm excited too. It's um I'm gonna premiere it. I hope I hope to get it um, from the girl sometime this week because I want to. I'm going uh, out to Seattle uh, and soon, and I want to have all that taken care of before I go out and I'm in the snow for a while. Ugh, snow. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely awful. Absolutely awful. So, when did you say your next book is coming out? I hope in another couple months. 
Def um, definitely before July, right? You want it out before that next convention. Yes, I want to have it as my book coming out about the time of that convention in July. So, is that indie book? This one is the literary love uh, in Savannah. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, we've done this one. This will be the third year, I guess, that we've yeah. done it. It and is totally. We were talking about this earlier. It is totally not where my readers probably really are. However, that th readership is for fun. I enjoyed this thing. And we do a lot of dressing up, cosplay, that kind of thing. And I love it. Yeah, we end up we end up there almost as much as fans as we do as attending authors, but because uh, they do a lot of cosplay kind of stuff. And um, it's a lot of, it's a, the vast majority of that convention, I would say, is like paranormal romance, mm -hmm. um, which which is great. Um, neither of us write that, so we tend to not maybe sell as well, but we have so much fun, so we're, we're doing it again this year, and it's the last weekend, I think, in July in Savannah. It's called Literary Love Authors Rock Savannah. Oh, cool. So we'll put a link to that, too. If you guys are in that area, you can go out and see them and, and get a signed book. It's a full-blown full convention. Mm -hmm. I think the signing day, like the signing is open to the public for a couple hours, but if you know, this full, the full convention is, is really where it's the most fun. And it's, it's, you definitely want to save up for it or, you know, make a vacation of it because it's mm -hmm. a full, it's kind of like doing like a Comic-Con, but for books. And it is definitely for readers. It, it is to get the readers to authors and, uh, and have them enjoy themselves completely. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. And I know people that, um, uh, F.T. Lukens, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. does conventions like that. Sci-fi yeah, she, she and I are doing Ancient City Con here in St. Augustine in September. And she's got she's gonna be at Dragon Con in, in early September. So Oh yeah. My kid and I talked about doing that a couple of years ago and maybe maybe one of these days I'll make it out to one of those. Dragon Con is insane. There's it's so much fun, but there are so many people. It's big, it's huge. You know, I did I I did a Star Trek convention in nineteen I was at not did. I was at a Star Trek convention in 1983. So Leonard Nimoy was there. Michelle, Majel Barrett was there. I think. Oh, Gene Roddenberry's I'm sorry. Majel Barrett was uh, Gene Roddenberry's wife and the voice of the computer. Yes. And, yeah. and, and then the computer. Yeah. So it was at like the equivalent of a roadway motor lodge. And you know how they have those convention, those convention rooms that hold like, 100, 150 people. That was the size of the rooms. Yep. And so, you know, it was everybody got to talk, everybody got to ask questions. And uh, Majel, this her, Majel, is that how you say her name? Uh, Majel, Majel, something like that. I don't know. Mrs. Roddenberry was there. <laughs> it was her second day there. And so she looked out and said, Most of you were here yesterday. So I won't talk about what I talked about yesterday. And I'm like, I wasn't here yesterday. Uh, but they talked about other things. But so that that was the, and then they had a small hallway with comic books and, you know, figurines and stuff like that. But I haven't been to anything since that. And I guess now yeah, it's Con, absolutely. I say Dragon Con has a three story building full of vendors. That's crazy. Uh, in downtown Atlanta. <laughs> and it spans. They have four, I think, four host hotels plus affiliate hotels. But the four host hotels are where all the the rooms like for the the panels and things are and like i was on a panel a couple of years ago that was probably almost the size of the room you're talking about for the whole convention and that was just me yeah. nobody knew who i was you know me and some other authors are on a panel and they're you know yeah. oh yeah, that's like, like fun. 
Do you dress up for these ones? You said, what are you going to dress up as? Um, well, I've done, I've done some minor cosplay again. I have some ideas if I do it, but like for the book one we're doing, I've got like, um, I'm hosting a table at the ball night and I'm doing a theme that I can't reveal because they're, well, because the thing is that they're wanting people to sign up based on the theme as opposed to sign up for the author so that like maybe you meet new people and stuff, which I think is kind of cool, but I'm making all kinds of bloody looking things for the ball. Oh, I like that. I think, I think mom's <laughs> dressing up as Tinkerbell. Yeah, that would be my preference. You can tell I like the light stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're doing that. You're hosting that historical tea. Yes. Yeah, I, have that. A, I have a, a, a pseudo uh, period costume that I made, and I'm trying to embellish it a little so that when we have the high tea, I'll be dressed appropriately in my age period. So my age that I write in. So Yeah. Oh, that's really, really cool. You guys will have to take some pictures. And then um, maybe we can post a couple on the Insta on my Instagram site. I've just started a new Instagram site for Books Cubed, so I can keep things separate. I was doing Instagram off of my author name, and then it was getting people confused. So this way, I can I've got what, a separate one, and then I can just uh, you know post about what I'm reading, what people are reading, what authors I've talked to are doing. So you know, anytime you guys have updates, we can post stuff on there too just to, to have a place where um, readers, I'm trying to find readers, to bring readers in to, to uh, find these great books that I found that I've enjoyed reading and I think other people should be reading. So, I mean, that's the whole point of this, of this show, of starting this show, was that um, I wanted to just not be reading my own stuff, which I would love to sit and read my own stuff. I just don't have that much. So, <laughs> so I want to, you know, share other people's things too. And I, you know, people, I'm going to put links in the show notes. I highly, 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 highly recommend you check out um, both the romances and check out Carrie's books also. And Carrie's been on the show twice, once talking about her LGBT time travel, fish out of water romance, which was just wonderful. And uh, also her horror story, uh, The Lights, which takes place it's 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 it starts out where they're in this in this um town square setting up all these christmas lights and of course i went to saint augustine for this very thing that she's talking about <laughs> just to visit with my editor and there we are in that square and i'm looking around thinking okay i have to very carefully watch all the children <laughs> because i don't want anything to happen to any of us yeah so uh it was a little creepy being in the um in the town square uh knowing what her book was about uh uh so i th i think i think we covered all your stuff that we wanted to talk about anything else that you guys want to talk about that's that's new or that that'll be happening well we have a um, next month we have a oh yeah we have an event on March 9th we're going to I believe I gotta get this name these, these conventions and these book events have such long names but it's yeah. um book obsessed babes and it's actually here in St. Augustine on March 9th and um that's a thing I, I don't know I don't I can't remember if it's free or if there's like a very low cost for for that but it's only a one-day thing so it's just literally just the signing but that's a lot of fun and there's a lot of going to be a lot of uh, other um regional authors there so i'm very excited it's local <laughs> yeah right no travel, no travel. Yeah. oh that's nice that's nice yeah well send me a link to it and i'll put it in the show notes too okay, okay. all right all right and and thanks guys so much and when your next one is out let me know we'll have you back on so we can uh 
do a little um, promotion for it. Well, thank you very much for having us. I tell you, I really appreciate it. Thank you. And happy Valentine's Day. Oh, you're welcome. I was happy that on Valentine's Day, we can talk about romance. So great. All right. <laughs> okay. Hang on just a second. And I will say goodbye to everybody else. And um, uh, I'll be back in just a sec. Thank you, ladies. Thanks for spending Valentine's Day with me here. And I will have links in the show notes for everything we talked about. So just drop down there and take a look. If you're on the podcast and you are near your phone, go ahead and scroll down and give us some star love. If you are on YouTube, you can scroll down and leave a comment and uh, subscribe. And I think you have to ring that little bell and it will remind you that the show is out every Thursday. Today, it's a little late. I wasn't able to record ahead of time. So it'll be up sometime today and there'll be a little bit of Valentine's Day left. So everything is in the show notes and I have no idea what next week's show is going to be about. I am still kind of discombobulated after my surgery. And I have not been reading as much as I normally do. I normally read two books a week and I have not been reading. So I will be taking a trip soon and I hope to get some reading done while I'm there. So I hope to have some fun new shows for you. And as always, if there's a book I should be reading, let me know. I have started a new Instagram account for the show called Books Cubed. Obviously, that's the show. That's the Instagram. I was doing Instagram on my own account for the show, but I need to separate them. So there's one for this now. And uh, there's not, I think there's one picture at the moment because we're still putting everything together. I want it to have a, a cohesive look. So if you have ideas for books, if you are reading something great that I should be reading, if you've written something great that I should be reading, drop me a note on Instagram. So there'll be links in the show notes there for that too. And I will see you next week. So go read a good book. Mm -hmm.